Hey, I got fun. Hey, Merry Christmas. Thank you. At work, they play the Hallmark Christmas channel. And uh, I think. Wait, music or movies? Music. Okay. But every three songs or so, somebody from a Hallmark movie comes on and says, my favorite thing about Christmas is Jesus. And then it goes back to (laughs) the Mariah Carey songs or whatever, which is pretty awesome. But uh, um, who did Havana? (laughs) Who's that lady? Camille Cabello? Yeah. She needs to not sing Christmas songs because she does her oh no her baby girl voice thing and it freaks no. me out. Yeah, this Christmas. is not a <laughs> freaks me out, dude. It's not what Christmas yeah. is supposed to sound like. It's supposed to sound like <sighs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Welcome to Pills on the Windows. Can I do a really quick Benedetta follow up? So you thought <laughs> the best time for this. Would be well, the exact moment I'm introducing the show. Christmas. You're talking about Christmas in okay, the Bible. Okay, Merry Christmas. Hey, let's start over. Merry Christmas, Car. Thanks. Can I share something about Benedetta? Sure. Um, so it's just that Paul Verhoeven is a Jesus scholar. As we all are. Which I thought was very interesting, um, as in like Jesus as a person, but not as like a specifically religious entity. So he's been trying <laughs> to make he is one. Sure. <laughs> he's been trying to make a Jesus movie forever. Still hasn't happened. Feels like Benedetta is like, well, if I run out of years, at least I did this. Who's stopping him? I think so. Satan. I was. There was some speculation that what's the Scorsese one that? Oh, the Last Temptation of Christ. Is that actually? I get that one and the other one screwed up. The Mel Gibson movie, where yeah. the picture of him covered in blood sitting next to <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson. Exactly. That yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Okay. Um, basically, he's, I think like in the world of things that people could freak out at Paul Verhoeven for, sure. I think if not Paul Verhoeven himself, at least like his managers and agents and studio and such are aware that. He might be pushing some buttons. I suppose. Just do a Kickstarter. Be like, hey, you want to see some... I would donate. ...wild, crazy stuff happen with Jesus? I mean, yeah, Jesus... Yeah, let me donate. Jesus has been, uh, you know, pop culture pincushion for like 40 years now, and who cares? I agree. I think it'd be wonderful. I would love it. Welcome to Pillows on the Windows. <laughs> okay. I feel like I've introduced this like three times now. Merry Christmas, yeah. Car. You too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is a movie podcast. Carly, please explain the um, uh, eligibility requirements for our end of year uh, <gasps> <laughs> podcast that will be coming out in some amount of time. Go. Whatever you say right now is going to be law. So go for it. I, th- I think the honest answer is that the year has to start in February and not in January. That, okay. Was that like, what is that? Is that Greek? Is that like the Greek? Yes. Like, what are you talking about? Why <laughs> yes. does it have to be one month out? That doesn't make any sense. Because the movie calendar does not obey by the year starting end that the but it normal calendar does. It, it does matter. because no, it what we're going to just okay, hold I'm off sorry. for a the second. The Red Bull is getting on top of it. Go ahead. <laughs> What's going to happen is like the situation that we have with Minari right now, which is okay. that we all watched that like 11 months ago and no. I don't remember it. Huh? I watched it like two months ago, but sure. <laughs> the world watched it like 11 okay. months ago. That's fine. Um, 
Yeah, but I don't remember any of it, and it feels insane to contextualize against everything else because of the way that <laughs> awards and everything goes. So your solution to these movies having come out too long ago is to push out the awards further? Yeah, Carly, because you're nothing a monster. Com- nothing comes out in like February and March. When did Minari come out? Oh, I see. January, what you're saying. I think. Okay. Yeah, like uh, the cycle winds down for a while before it starts up again. But what we're facing is the cycle hitting its peak yeah. at the very, very start and then winding down for uh, eight months. <laughs> sure. But you have to understand, Car, that like 85% of this for me is just process. So I don't really care. I just need to do the process and it feels bad to do the process three months into the year. <laughs> I'll be like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. It's just so stupid, all of it. It's this not. Is so stupid. Because we just cut it off in a perfect world. Mm-hmm. On January 1st, we would record our end of year podcast and we'd be done. Yeah, but then like uh, all of the or many of the best movies that theoretically came out in 2021. They go to next year. We talk about them next year. I don't know. It just doesn't make it like we're abiding by a calendar that the movie world doesn't abide by. If a movie is good, it will. The reason we're not going to talk about Minari is because Minari is not that good of a movie. But it is that good of a movie. Then and we'll I liked it so it. much. No, because I don't remember literally anything <laughs> It's about not it. that good of a movie. Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, God. I remember every single thing that happened in the little things. They're sitting in the car <laughs> and then he goes God. into Jerry apartment uh, and he just finds the thing under the floorboards. Yeah. And Jerry Leto, he got called to the bar to drink and then they're like sneaking in. But then he comes back sort of and he's on the roof. On the roof. He's on the roof. Uh, <laughs> Carly. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that to me. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> and now we can talk about Harry Potter. Yeah, okay. And the Prisoner of Azkaban, directed by Alfonso Tim Burton. Alfonso Cuaron. Oh. If this was a Tim Burton movie circa Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That statement makes no sense. It has the style of a Tim Burton Not movie. at all. That it's is not like so Beetlejuice, crazy. But it's got like kids singing something wicked this way comes and then the frog goes. It's a Halloween movie. It's a Halloween movie. Um, yeah. I have to be devil's advocate because otherwise we just say this is the best one and move on. It's not the best one. Okay. The second best one. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um they, mm, I don't think, I think this is one of the best of these movies, but I don't think it's as good as people say it is. Uh, may I, I add to it, that? Before yes, you yes, rebuttal, yes, 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 yes. may I add to yes, that? Yes. I don't think I'm a huge fan of this director in general. Okay. But all I've seen other than this, I think might be that Ethan Hawke, Great Expectations movie. Oh, that was a great movie. That <laughs> <laughs> movie rocked. What are you talking about? Um, I'm not kidding. That was such a good movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, you Sorry, win this round, Car. Uh, I don't know. This movie has this very, at least for the like first third, it has this really jittery energy to it that I had a hard time going back to. But, I mean, it looks so much better. I'll it looks really good. Yeah. It's a really yeah. good looking movie. So, 
Can't fight you there. I mean, that's what a director does is shoot all of the scenes with his camera. So I guess that <laughs> makes that it all connects. Thanks, Car. And your thoughts? I think like a, to get to the jittery thing you were talking about, like a, the pace of the first third or so is like lightning. Like you're just <laughs> it's insane. I There's yeah. so much happening in such a short amount of time in a way that I think is like really exciting and fun. Okay. And like I think sets up the movie in a really fun way. It also introduces just like so much stuff that is I don't know like I'm I'm really glad we got his take on it versus someone else's. Like I think um one of the best scenes is the oh gosh, why can't I think of it? The scary thing in the cupboard when they're all trying the to scare it. The bogot. Okay. <laughs> um like the energy that that has and the way that it looks and everything I think is so fun and silly and cool. Okay. But I think like if Chris Columbus, God bless him, had done it. It wouldn't have been as fun and silly and cool. Um, and then I think like Lupin is awesome. The last like uh, 20 minutes are really, really fun. I, and it, it feels like an adult. Yeah, yeah the time travel stuff. Okay. Like a, it feels like a very, very natural progression of the movies to like being slightly more adult. Yeah. A- adult doesn't need to mean tim burton necessarily but i get what you're saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um uh yeah i mean i have a lot of kind of scattered thoughts but i don't really know how to put them together like i really love the way this movie handles like weather like weather is this mm-hmm. constant force that's really uh portrayed really well especially during the quidditch match which is like the only good quidditch sequence mm-hmm. in this entire movie series is in this movie and it looks so cool with the because it has nothing to do with quidditch is the key is the yeah. is the answer to that riddle <laughs> you have harry just in the clouds with scary dudes and, cool and there's like dawn. the wide shot of him like from way 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 back where yeah. he's just like surrounded by the storm that's so good yes yeah and then you don't even see how that ends because we don't yeah. need to chamber of secrets <laughs> um i think if I have issues with this, a lot of it has to do with the uh, source material, probably. How do you feel in about this way? book, Car? How, do, how does this fit into your your long-neglected uh, Harry Potter fandom? I think that it's probably middle-tier book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the worst. The worst is probably, like, in the five or six range. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly not The Goblet of Fire, which is, like, the most fun book <laughs> you of all love time. The Goblet of Fire. I'm so excited to freaking watch this movie, man. <laughs> I love how much you love The Goblet of Fire. Well, it's so good. A tournament? <laughs> oh Hello God. in different schools? <laughs> yes. Fleur de la <laughs> And the Quidditch World Cup? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, like, uh, it, it's starting the process of, like, introducing all these adult characters that just completely change the dynamic of the series when mm-hmm. like they're having to relate to these adults as like peers and family and friends rather than just like the wacky teachers that. that surround them. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely noticed the generational thing going on, which is uh, kind of a thing I don't like about this series in general is all the like, Harry, it's about your parents actually. And let's relive your parents' right. lives and, it's all based on your parents. I do really like the wrinkle that his dad kind of sucked. I think that's yeah. really good. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, you mean going on like later on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he has to come to terms with his dad was mean. Yeah, right. But he didn't have to deal with his dad being mean. He just gets to learn about it from other people and be like, oh, man. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> but in the mirror, when I saw him, they seemed fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There, the I haven't read the book in a very long time. I don't remember how the book differs from the movie. But I feel like J.K. Rowling has this writing style where she just sets up 18 dominoes mm. in the first half of the book. And then she just mm-hmm. knocks them all over in the second half of the book and then it's done. It's like, Oh, it does all fit together. Huh? Except it was completely built to all fit together. And like you get no sense of anything other than the machinations. Like there's no dominoes that don't get knocked over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like it, shaped how we read in a huge way where it's like Uh-oh. everything has to be something yep or like will make sense in a universe and like yep. that's i mean i think that's fine for like a children's series but because it's like the main thing i read for most of my growing up oh this like, is how books work <laughs> yeah. i don't know that's yeah ideal it's fun in the context of a time loop Totally. The time stuff is really, really cool. I think that's awesome. I absolutely love how all of that goes, basically. This, but this is the book where my not having read the books, or this is the movie where me not reading the books in a long time is starting to catch up with me where I'm like, wait, what? What? Who is that again? And then (laughs) that's not so bad here, but I know it's going to get worse as this goes on where I'm like, who's Luna Lovegood? Yeah. What does Neville's grandma have to do with any of this? <laughs> yeah. But we're yeah. not quite there yet, so that's good. No. Um, one really, really, really good scene that yeah. I want to call out is the Buckbeak scene. Especially is, the yes. visuals. It is, like, it looks so beautiful. And it's so uh-huh. crazy that, like, it looks that good in a movie like this. Like, it it just looks completely naturalistic. Like, yeah. it's very exciting. It's super fun. They're all doing their, like... I feel like this is one of the first iterations of they're wearing their uniforms, but not like their cloaks and everything. Like now they're sort of like yeah, school hoodies. kids. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think Tom Felton like grew up so much since the last one. And now he's just like a total shithead in a really fun way. <laughs> and he Draco? does it so well. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> he just, he's so good at acting. So pathetic. I think it works really <laughs> wonderfully. Yeah. Um, to go back to the Buckbeak thing, Car, I feel mm. like movies are getting worse at this stuff. You mean CGI? Yeah, this movie's like 20 yeah. years old, and it right. doesn't look worse than, you know, if they did this today, I feel like. I was thinking the exact same thing, specifically when <clears throat> we see the shot of the castle, like the mm-hmm. wide shot of the castle, because they've done this, I think, in each of the previous films as well. Mm-hmm. And it is the thing of like, oh, that doesn't look that good. But then I was like truly thinking... <laughs> If this was made and it was made to look like Marvel movies look, would it look better? It would look Maybe worse. Like it, it might look like 5% better or something. It's not going to yeah. look great, though. Like, it just... Yeah. It, and I think the technology is out there. I Like, I don't want to go on another rant about, like, how bad this stuff looks now. But, like, it feels like it could look better. Everyone's just stupid or bad or something. I don't know. I have not been wowed by... Well, I guess that's the thing, right? Like, if it's good enough, you wouldn't be wowed by it because it right. would just look like part of the movie. But yeah, uh, I am still consistently distracted by bad CGI in movies that are coming yeah. out right now. And it freaks me out. 
I mean, I think an example is like Dune, where it's like, I'm sure a lot of stuff in that is CGI, but you don't, yeah. you're not like distracted by it. But there were definitely shots where I'm like, oh, that's a CGI spaceship. Sure. And it wasn't distracting, but it's like, it doesn't look like, I'm not like amazed that they were able to pull this off or something. Yeah, it's right. like, oh, they put CGI in this shot. But if the castle looked as good as like the spaceship looked in Dune, it would look a whole lot better. I think better. it looks pretty good. It looks fine. It looks, it looks like fine. it looks like it should be in the DVD menu or something. If that makes sense, okay. like it just okay. looks like stuff that they scrap together afterwards <laughs> to put in promo materials or something. And then you click on the lit up window, and it reveals a secret bonus feature. Amazing! Oh, thank you. Yeah, David Yates. Or <laughs> yeah. Uh, we yeah, we like this one. Sure. Yeah, it's good. The okay. werewolf stuff is really good. Oh, it looks so cool. Such a cool yeah. werewolf design. The fact, I just remember like seeing it and being like, it is so cool that this is like a skinny werewolf. Yeah. It's so freaky compared to like, I feel like other werewolf depictions I had seen. Yeah, werewolves are always just like buff wolf men. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is like, what if a wolf and a man got mushed together and it didn't turn out quite well? And the legs yeah. are all like... <laughs> And the fingernails are these pointy little yeah. triangles. Yeah, yeah, very good. They, uh, I feel like they make Hagrid look a lot bigger in this movie, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. When he's sitting next to McGonagall, he looks like he's like 20 <laughs> feet tall. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, I had one more thing. What's oh, that? Well. Oh, the scene I think they do really, really well is when he's in the hallway uh, and then Snape catches him, and it's like really dark. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. That was cool. That was very cool. And like all the, the, occasionally it looks really, really bad, but I think the moving paintings have a really mm-hmm. cool look to them. Yep. But when they like zoom agree. in on it, you're like, oh, it's just a Photoshop filter. Got it. You know what's always really bugged me? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> the scene when um, they think Sirius is loose in the castle, so they put mm-hmm. them all. In the, in the Great Hall or whatever. And these adults are just walking around talking. Do you think <laughs> Harry Potter's in mortal danger? <laughs> Jesus Christ, these kids are trying to sleep. It's already uncomfortable enough. Well, you see, Don't when you talk. sleep, you can swim in the deepest ocean. Ugh. Something, something. Yeah. Harry Potter's fine. I remember that. I really liked that in the book when I read it. And I feel like this doesn't really do that justice. This Yeah, like when they are the forced into a big sleepover. Yeah, and it's, like, really quiet, and Harry's, yeah. like, listening. And in this one, they're just, like, wandering around, like, Sirius Black. Yeah. Anyway. Kari, we're going to watch The Guy with a Fire next. It's your favorite. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> but it really you, is. When you say... The Prisoner of Azkaban's not the best, you're not talking about Goblet of Fire. No. I know this about you. <laughs> yeah. But you're still really excited. Yeah, I think Goblet of Fire is probably three or four. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's not five or six okay. or eight or one or two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the bad ones. Yes. So, okay. Carl, let's move on. Okay. To one of two movies. Yeah, which one? You you say, Car. Lots um, of castles. Let's do the ninth gate. Okay. <laughs> what a movie, Car. Oh, God, Tuck. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this movie. It's not a good really? movie, though. I wish it was... Okay, so I think the last, like... 
No, let me preface this whole thing. Mumbo jumbo. I have never (laughs) seen so many commercials as I was forced to watch during this movie. This is a really, 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 really long movie. It feels it's like not it, that yeah. long, but it feels like it's about seven hours long. Yeah. And then every 10 minutes, there's a series of seven commercials that go through at varying speeds. Like, oh, come on, we've got a podcast about this. Okay. okay. Anyway, Don't so. Don't hold that against uh, uh, our hero, uh, Roman Polanski. Yeah, true. We should say, like, truly, this is made by one of the known worst people. In the movie making industry, and I, Carly, yeah, have to point out that I didn't know that at the time. But then, oh, seriously? Well, I knew he was kind of a pariah, but I didn't know the details of it. And yikes! Yeah, yeah it's really, 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 yikes. really bad. But he's yeah. like making. He's like still making. Yeah, it's movies. crazy. No, okay. it's and he's like winning awards in France and everything. Still, yeah. it's so freaking crazy. Bonkers. Um, so I think the first two hour fifty. I would say is like the most bored I've ever been in my life. What? Yeah, I was so bored. <laughs> I just don't understand you sometimes, Car. I feel oh no connection God. to you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's Johnny Depp gallivanting around Europe and getting mixed up with crazy, like eyes wide shut devil worshippers, and he's trying to research books. That's yeah, like I really. I know the way that you're describing it sounds great. Maybe minus Johnny Depp, but like, <laughs> yeah. it was just like this should feel more like National Treasure, and it doesn't. It definitely had those vibes for me, but uh, much less uh, goofy. Well, yeah, I wanted it, it really to be goofy. more. It gets so goofy at the end, and I just wish it was as goofy throughout. See, I hated the whole. I just don't think the whole last bit is like made very well. It's not. <laughs> there's some crazy stuff going on there. Yeah. And then the movie just doesn't end. It's just like, and I, oh my God, I was almost going to text you. Like, is this movie seven hours long? And does it have 50 endings? And then like yeah. right before I was going to text that it ended. Thank God. Sort of. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the lady who's helping him might be one of the worst performances by an actor. <laughs> I've ever seen. Mm. Besides it's Johnny bad. Depp. Yeah. Oh, Cara, but he, there's so many scenes of him just like looking at cool old books and being like, hmm, the devil made this copy. How can you not like that? I don't know. Ugh, it just like none of it was exciting enough to grab me. It's not. Yeah, it's not a movie about excitement. Well, I mean, they put in like stupid like. We're in a fight now. Like it doesn't. Yeah. This movie's a mess. OK, I'm just saying. Yeah. The concept spoke to me in a way, and I was like, like when he goes and talks to the two twin brothers. The twins was good. That's fun. Yeah, the twins were fun. He's a book detective. I know, but like, I I just think about, I know this isn't a good movie, but okay. the Da Vinci Code is so fun and exciting, and like, it makes it fun and exciting I to don't like know it. that I agree, <laughs> It is. Okay. And like the scene when he's like drawing the triangle in the paintings or whatever, it's like, <laughs> oh, this is so fun. But that movie ran so that this one could walk, Car. <laughs> okay. We love Ron Howard. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I I can't defend any part of this movie, but I really. And I think it looks really bad. Yeah, it looks terrible, which sucks because it's like it's like Europe. You're gallivanting across Europe. Yeah, like make Johnny it look Depp. nice. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really cheaply made. Uh, 
Boy, I don't know. Yeah. There's no structure to it, really. It's just no. like, it's just the same scene over and over. But I was just yes. into that scene where he's just like, hmm, a book and then something goes wrong. Yeah. If I had been into the scene, it, it, I'm sure it would have been different. I just, yeah. I couldn't get into it. The ending is so crazy. The Her face during the sex scene, I thought, was really, really fun. Where she's like a demon? Yeah, and it's like a constantly changing. I thought that yeah. was actually like very cool and fun. I would have been more into that if they hadn't shown her eyes changing color like 8,000 times. <laughs> so you can be like, oh, I, I see. She's yeah. like supernatural. Yeah. I don't know. There was this like two-minute span of this movie where Johnny Depp talks to a dude in French in a basement bakery and he's like where's the evil chateau and then he's like it's down the road and then like go to the evil chateau and there's like yeah there's like plinths or whatever you would call them just like <laughs> lit braziers everywhere and then yeah. there's just like a bunch of people in robes I was yeah. Like, yeah this is where this movie should have ended up <laughs> you don't sound convinced um frank is it langella or langella sure his glasses were really good. Hell yeah. Thick, thick, thick frames. Car. Yeah. In the beginning when his door code is 666. <laughs> Come on. You know what it kind of reminded me of? But now that I'm thinking about it, there's like no similarity between the two. Is Ants. that one movie, the hotel room movie that we watched. That like he's stuck in the hotel room and he can't get out. Oh. Yeah. 1914 or whatever or the room john cusack yeah, yeah yeah that was a better movie i like that movie that was a better movie and yeah. i don't really see uh the connection so much I but I, okay <laughs> i don't know i'm glad i watched this because i was like yeah this is a cool movie <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, let's talk about a cooler movie last duel the last duel more like the last snoozle. Yeah, I got a bone to pick with you, I oh. think, based on the tone. Oh. I don't know. I like this movie a lot. Okay. Is that yeah. your bone to pick? It's not yeah. a very strong bone to pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a pinky. <laughs> Let's go for a femur car. Come at me. What do you got? Okay. Um, it's bad if you don't like this movie. Okay. <laughs> Again, it's not very strong. <laughs> Attack my character, at least. Um, you're a jerk. There we go. Bring it on. I'm yeah. the heel. I yeah. don't like this movie very much. <laughs> I was okay. only interested in the part about the men. <laughs> okay. I feel like I haven't said this in a while, but I think this is the worst episode I've ever recorded. <laughs> Because I'm like vibrating out of my skin, and you're like, this movie's good. <laughs> the Last Duel. Yeah. Ridley Scott's magnum opus, a story in three parts. Yes. Matt Damon. Mm hmm. Looking the worst anyone has ever looked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Adam Driver looking the best anyone's ever looked. He's a handsome guy. He is. He's a charming man in this yeah. movie. Hmm. Well, okay. well, am I wrong? Um, yeah. I don't think movies should get to look this bad. I don't think this movie looks bad. I don't think it looks good. 
No, I wish that movies would stop being gray. I really do. Yeah, it was the yeah. gray, and it was every time somebody got hit, CGI blood splattered. That out was crazy. <laughs> Why is that crazy? Why? Because it's so bad. Yeah. It looks like a video game or something. Yes, it totally did. Yeah. I can't understand. Because it seems like a lot of effort was put into making this look good. Like the, yeah, like the settings and the props and costuming, like everything practical, I think was really, really, really good. And then all of the stuff done in the edit room just sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe the movie just isn't good or like the, I I don't understand. I had a really aggressive tone there. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't fully comprehend Carly. Um, the need to tell this story in this time with these characters and setting, you know, in what way? Like, I know stuff was bad back then. Mm-hmm. Does it bear repeating? Um, I don't know. I feel like this movie. Like, I'm so exhausted by the conversation <laughs> right, about seven the- <laughs> hot takes to throw at you. <laughs> I'm very exhausted by the conversation of like having to contextualize every movie that's about crimes done to women in like the Me Too era. Like I just I I don't know. There's nothing like implicitly bad about that. And like, I'm sure that's a good chunk of the reason, like why this movie was made at this time. Yeah. But it just feels like we need to be able to like have conversations about things without like splashing like. I don't know, like the one hashtag that everyone knows against everything or something. I don't know. I think I get what you're saying. <sighs> like, it's just, I like, I think this is a, a very interesting story and it's interesting, like how, like, I think the, the complexities of this story and like the way that a sexual assault crime was handled back then are really, really interesting. And they're interesting to compare against today where it's like some of the stuff is like way, 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 way worse than I would have ever expected. Mm-hmm. And then some other stuff I'm like, I'm surprised this was even treated as a crime at all. Like it just feels like so I, people were so, so, so evil to women at the time. Yeah. Um. So like, I think exploring all of that, like through the courtroom and like exploring particularly in the, very last chunk where it's like uh, her motivation for doing all of this is getting so lost in the uh, pride and BS of her husband and like, Mm. like none of it meant what it was initially supposed to mean. So like, I think all of that is super, super, super interesting. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree, I guess. I think the last third is by far the best part mm-hmm. of this movie. Um, I think you could have gotten there without the first hour. Yes. I so, But so I was thinking about that, too, because, like, it totally could just be a um, he said, she said of Adam Driver versus Jodie Comer. Yeah. But I think it is really, really interesting to also point out just how much her husband sucks as well and like yeah. how distorted his worldview is and like she's really alone in this especially like once her 
friend betrays her and everything. Like she just has no one. Yeah. Um, which I'm assuming is like the experience of a lot of women those days is you're so cut off from everyone else that like, yeah, you're totally isolated basically. Yeah. But again, what you, mm -mm. why not just tell the story nowadays, I guess is the question I keep going back to. Like, is it, what is the lesson here? I guess is if I'm boiling it down as far as I can, what, why? I, because I think of like a, the, it, like looking into historical context, I guess can show us stuff about today as well. Like yeah. what was different then? What's the same as it always has been? And like, how did we end up here? Like, I, I think that is an interesting thing to show. And I think it's interesting. Like, yeah, the, emotions that she's feeling and she's going through i'm sure are relatable to a lot of people even if they're not in the exact same circumstance yeah yeah i guess i just feel like the only people who win from this are bad people because they're like oh that's how it was back then i mean yeah if like that's how people are viewing it then we're in <laughs> world of trouble which i'm sure some people are but i also think like every movie that's about sexual assault in any capacity probably has 30 percent of the audience who like totally doesn't get anything and like well that's why you rope them back in message. with jedi guy sith lord adam <laughs> yeah. driver and yeah. ridley scott <laughs> director of alien yeah and blade runner mm-hmm Violence towards women. Yeah. Really, Scott's all about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it is also... Granted, there is a lot of violence towards women portrayed in his films, but this does completely fit within the realm of, like... He's, I think, always shown interest in... Um, <laughs> centering words. a movie on... Huh? Nothing? Continue. Like, Sorry. centering a movie on women in a stronger way than... Sure. It has historically been done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking around just, uh, I mean, I'm trying to make this a more interesting conversation than I thought this movie was super boring until the <laughs> end. <laughs> so, okay. I think like, yeah, because the end I do want to get to, but I think a few things. I think Ben Affleck is really great in it. I in agree. like a ridiculous cartoon character insane way and yeah. like ben affleck should play ridiculous people more often because i think it's really 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 fun he's got to keep that haircut though always the haircut the hair color the goatee mm -hmm. all of mm -hmm. the clothing yes. really 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 wonderful um yeah i think like the subtle differences stuff is fun and like it some of it works really well and like some of it i thought so i was worried once you get to like the second chapter, which is Adam Driver's, that we were going to see sort of like each sequence we had had before. Mm -hmm. um, but I like how, depending on whose perspective you're looking at, you're getting like a completely different chunk of scenarios and stuff. Like I thought that was a very good choice or else this movie would have been unbearably slow i guess <laughs> but um, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of having multiple viewpoints if it's not going to i felt like there weren't enough contradictions going on where it, there was enough payoff for that like obviously I, hers the truth differs from the two guys but you see so much so little overlap that it's like 
and if you do see overlap, it's like you're seeing the end of a conversation from one character's perspective, but then the other character you're seeing the beginning, but the conversation itself doesn't really differ. You're not getting contradicting accounts of what happened. You're just seeing different chunks of one timeline, you know? But I think it really, like, I think the, maybe by making those selections more spare or something, it, sort of amps them up. Like one of my favorite yeah. moments like that is the kiss that uh, Jodie Comer is forced to give Adam Driver when like the boys are making up the boys. and like the, <laughs> the very subtle differences between that. And I think that works perfectly. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm fine with that being maybe one of the only sequences that we see repeated in all three storylines, because it just does exactly what you needed to. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But I feel like we're getting back to just I, there's so much. I think my answer to everything we're talking about is I would just cut parts of this movie out because I yeah. just think there's too much movie here. You absolutely could. I don't need like any of the battles besides the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't look. They don't good. look good. <laughs> it's like all they're fighting. I got it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, before we get to the end, I want to say Jodie Comer rocks so much. I okay. think she's so freaking good. Absolutely. I'm with you. And I'm excited that she's like a movie star. I think she's going to do really, 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 really fun stuff for Hell yeah. the rest of her career. More fun than this? Did you ever watch any of Killing Eve? I watched bits of when you were watching it, I think. Oh, okay. That was her? Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's so good. Like, I, I just think she's like incredibly charismatic. She's so good. She doesn't really show that in this movie. She's doing well, a lot of she's staring. She's supposed to. Yeah. yeah. She's a little, you know, she's put a little down. scary, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say besides the duel, unless you have anything else. I don't think the duel is that crazy. Well, it, oh, I thought the duel was so freaking good. Like, I've never seen people fight in a movie before. But this, I don't, like, I can't. I'm just kidding. I'm being mean. <laughs> but I think, like, it. <laughs> I don't actually know why it's so much better than other fight sequences. Yeah. But it was like, I, my heart was like pounding out of my chest. Really? I mean, there's obviously a lot of like emotional stakes to it. Yeah. But I just thought the sequence itself was like really, really, really good. I, I mean, it was hyped up to me a lot by everyone. So I think I want to end with expectations, but it, it yeah. just seemed like a fight scene to me. It, like a long one. Maybe and, that's it. Maybe we just need more long fight scenes. Or sure. something. I don't know. We're like halfway know. through. They can barely stand anymore, but they're still fighting each other for some reason. That's part of it. Like, I think that is one of the better part. And like that, I think would be true for other fight scenes that immediately come to mind. Like I think of, the crazy atomic blonde like mm-hmm. stare sequence mm-hmm. where it's like by mm-hmm. the end of it, she is like, it's like <laughs> just like a 10% of a human or something yeah. like, yeah. When it gets like beyond just the first two minutes of like, they're punching each other competently. And then it gets into like, Oh, this is just like pure <laughs> human will or something. Yeah. It gets awesome. Start having to improvise a little bit. Cause it's not yeah. just, you can't just keep fighting forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I I don't know. It, I mean, maybe I'm spoiled by movies, but it's just two dudes in mud whacking on each other for bit, you know. <laughs> well, am I wrong? <laughs> there's like no movement to it. There's no yeah. drama, really. Like I don't know. I mean, there's so much drama. What are you talking about? 
because you want one of them to win, but I'm not like rooting for either of them. It's just like, whatever. They're going to fight now. I don't know. I, maybe I just don't like movies, Car. Maybe that's where we're at. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention the guy who plays the king is awesome. And it was really fun to see yes. him in this. He was really funny. Yeah. Kind of off-putting, I would say. Oh, terribly <laughs> off-putting. But I think did like such a good job of like, oh, it is just an absolute idiot running this show. Like, <laughs> he yeah. was Mad King Charles. Yeah. He started people on fire. Oh, is that true? At a party. Yikes. They were all wearing... I did some research because I thought he was an interesting character. Yeah. yeah. He had a bunch of dancers and they were all covered in like these suits with like oil and tar. Oh, no. And then like, oh, oops, no. now they're all on fire and people are dying. Jesus Christ. Wow, wow, wow. Well, anyway, <laughs> history is awesome. And yeah. we love The Last Duel yeah. by Ridley Scott. Uh uh, yeah, I would watch Ben Affleck just talk to people for this length of time, I think. I think we maybe just need to let him be sleazy all the time. He was extremely sleazy in this yeah. movie. My God. And like, I, uh, he doesn't seem not sleazy IRL. So just no, true. like, uh, let him play out how <laughs> he should and that's fine. Let him play out. His, <laughs> uh, I think his roles reflect a self-awareness of that. Yes, yeah. I mean, Gone Girl is like one of the most yeah. self-aware movies of all time, hopefully. And you know what? I came around on Gone Girl. I was like, I'm not a big fan of this movie. And then last time I watched it, I was like, this was a pretty damn good movie. So maybe someday I'll watch The Last Duel again and I'll be like, you know what? This part where Matt Damon's complaining for the eighth time to establish that his character whines a lot. This is pretty sick, dude. I do really like him just like saying I'm going to sue every 10 minutes. I think that's really funny. Yeah, I didn't realize you could sue back then. Right? I guess it, that was one of the more interesting parts, which is seeing how this all works. That's kind of what I meant earlier is like uh, just how law worked and yeah. like how there were laws. But like, seems like there's no way to actually guarantee yeah. that any of it is like, done rightfully. <laughs> I am the law. Well, right. I'm angry at you, though. Well, <laughs> yeah. fight Adam Driver then. See if yeah. I care. Right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I wish we could live in those times. Hmm. <laughs> like in that Michael Crichton book. Timeline. Hmm. That was that established uh that time travel is terrifying because you uh step into the thing and then it sends your atoms back or your whatever it would be. <sighs> so you die when you go because it's recom oh. it's recombining things to make a you but you, I mean, your consciousness you. wouldn't go. <laughs> I don't know, that freaked me out when I was 13 or whatever, and I read Timeline by Michael Crichton. That's I'm cool. Like, God, what is consciousness? I don't know. <sighs> I'm conscious of you having watched other movies, Car. What were those? Let me take a look. Selling here. Sunset? Mm, I've stopped. I stopped, too. <laughs> Can you tell me what you thought? <laughs> it was... Uh, it, I mean, it felt like the it felt like a it felt like the intro to a porn movie. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but it's like two like twins, twin dudes in like bad <laughs> shirts being like, oh, okay, Jason girls, and, <laughs> and then they do like the they all put their hands in the thing and they're like team. Yeah, but they all have like weird accents and stuff. I don't know what's going on there. It is upsetting that everyone refers to all of these women as girls. It yeah, that isn't. It's really right. creepy. It's really yeah. creepy. 
Yeah. And it's all so staged where it's like really like it feels like her sister comes and talks to her. Right. Yes. And she's like crying. Yeah. But the cameras are right there and they're in a restaurant in L.A. And it's like, obviously, like, did they sister come here so we can cry in this restaurant? Like, I don't know what's going on. I think that's what I like about all of it. It's just like (laughs) this is so it feels so dystopian or something like Mm -hmm. it's just so. It's like watching the world end or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. right in front of you, especially given the fact that like a, like all of the real estate stuff in it is so disgusting. And like none of these houses should probably even exist. They're so well, icky. The, I only saw the one, but the client was disgusting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, half of these are just like super seedy people that who knows how they made their money. Um, how can is this a Netflix show? Uh huh. I don't understand the. It, it, it's really gross bad i mean obviously the <laughs> i don't know how this brand of real estate works but obviously at some point netflix has to talk to this guy and be like hey while mm-hmm. you're shopping for a house or even if you're not you could be an actor we don't know it's la <laughs> but come to this this you know house for sale yeah and hit on this woman or if yeah. you do, we're not going to stop you. Like, obviously, there was some, like, acknowledgement of how far it was too far or this is yeah. all going in the episode. It's disgusting because yeah. that's what the show is. So I think I don't know, like, what the filming schedule looks like, but they never did anything like that ever again. I think, like, mm. I can't imagine that was well, well received by people involved in the making of the show or people watching it. Because, yeah, like, it, it is... You're watching just I mean, you're watching sexual harassment play out in like a seemingly jokey way or something like it's just yeah, it's really, really despicable. And it kind of like normalizes it in a way. It's like this is what reality is. And I'm sure it does happen to these women all the time. But like I don't want to be faced with that reality while I'm watching Selling Sunset. I don't know. Yeah. What do you want to be faced with, Car? Um, I don't know. Them all just like walking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Standing on a roof and saying, wow, look at that view. Yeah. Crane shot God bless of them. the view from the roof. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's quality television. It's something. Yeah. What else have you been watching that's something? Um, I'll do a good one, two punch. Um, I watched Red Rocket. <laughs> And then very shortly after, a scary movie three, because I wanted to see Simon Rex again. I saw that. Um, that was a great follow-up. Yeah. That was my idea. I was pretty proud of it. <laughs> That's my favorite scary movie. Yeah, it's my favorite one. Too. I mean, let me get into Red Rocket first. And then. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah. I won't say too much about Red Rocket. Sean. Um, it's Sean Baker. What's the controversy card? Of Sean Baker? Yeah. He's at least conservative leaning or has conservative views, which so is 60 percent of the country. Absolutely. So I was just going to say, like, for a normal director or something, it'd be like, oh, that kind of sucks. But whatever. I think it's especially tough for him because of who especially his previous movies are about where they're like about sex workers and trans women and people who are being like really screwed over by the system. And like, it seems to like get it Uh-oh. or like his movies seem to get it. I can see where so this then is you going. just start like thinking about like, does he get it? Like, it's just, it, 
I don't know. It come or it brings a lot into question, I guess. Yeah. Um, whereas like, I have no idea. Like it's so, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's so weird. Cause it's like, okay, he like follows some Twitter accounts that really suck and like, like some tweets that really suck. And it's like, now what are we left to do? I have no idea. Um, watch his movies. Yeah. And I did. And okay. it was really, really good. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I had just an incredible time at this movie and like, it certainly, certainly is dealing with some really, really crappy stuff um and in any movie by anyone that's portraying this type of stuff um it's difficult and you have to like either trust the movie or not trust the movie i think i trust the movie i hope i trust the movie do you know the the gist of it can i say like what the okay so like it's about a uh porn actor who's grooming an underage girl into sex work and like (laughs) A relationship with Thanks, him. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, so <laughs> it's tough. Um, okay. But I, I thought it was like stupendous. I had such an incredible time. Like it does balance the toughness and the reality of a lot of the situations that you're seeing really, really well with the fact that like this guy is an idiot and he's hilarious and he's like charismatic in a really terrible way. Um, and the movie looks incredible and there's a million fun scenes and like there's one sequence that's probably the hardest I've laughed at a movie this year. It's so freaking funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is like such a, I I feel like a development in his filmography in that this movie is really, really funny. Um, in a way that like, I really love the Florida Project and Tangerine, but those weren't particularly funny movies to me. Um, and I think Simon Rex is seriously like really, really, really good in it. It's kind of incredible. It always kind of freaks me out when somebody is like, oh, this person's been a great actor all this time, but they've had right. like a 20 year career and they were never a great actor. And it's like maybe great acting just kind of shows up. <laughs> or like it, you just need someone to take you seriously or like yeah. have a good director behind it or something like it. Yeah, I don't know. I hear you. Yeah. I have a question for you, Kai, that's not directly related to the film. Uh-huh. Do you wish other directors were on Letterboxd? No, I don't think so. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just wonder. Um, I guess, like, I would love to see, I think, what people were watching. I think that would be yeah. really, really fun. You I don't know. know that I want to see commentary by anyone. Because <laughs> then all the reviews for everything would just be special features lists. No, I think that is Sean. That is uh, probably (laughs) specific to him. But like thinking about like, okay, what if I got to see what Paul Verhoeven is watching? Yeah, it would be incredible. I would love that. If you had to pick one director that you could see what they were watching, what would it be? Or who would it be? Gosh. Who? Sean Baker. (laughs) How about you, Carl? Paul Verhoeven would honestly be really fun. It's just like, I feel like there's so many directors that would probably be like boring. Like David Fincher would be interesting, but I'm sure it's just all like serious movies or something. (laughs) Paul Verhoeven, I'm assuming is just like insanity. And that would be really cool. I feel like any of them would just be like letterbox core. Like, yep. Another French movie from the sixties. Like, I don't know. I was going to say like Denis, but I think it would just be a lot of like art house you know. I'm sure a lot of them would be a lot of art house. Like that feels. I don't really need that. 
I mean, it's not um, for me, but I just like it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, enrich my life at all to be like, oh, they're watching these same movies. Yeah, I try to. There's got. I feel like some like a comedy or like comedy leaning directors might be fun. Ooh, Wes Anderson would be interesting. It would be interesting. Do you want to pivot to your Wes Anderson? Oh my gosh! But we got to talk about Scary Movie Three. Okay, really quick. Um, yeah. <sighs> I had so many thoughts about this movie. <laughs> now that you've seen The Matrix, it all makes sense. <laughs> so, like, we watched this a lot growing up, I think. Mm, I have definitely seen it. Yeah. I don't recall watching it all that often. I remember so much of it that I assume I've seen it several times. <laughs> right. Which brings me to my second point, which is, like, I should have never seen this as a child. It is... There's so much bad stuff it's, happening in it. This is tame compared to the first two, though. I don't see. I don't really remember anything except for this one and the Dr. Phil saw sequence. Is that in this one? Mm-mm. It's not. I always thought it was. Is that I four? thought it was, too. Yeah. I'm assuming it is four. Yeah. I guess I don't know the difference between three and four, then. Three is uh, the ring and signs, primarily. And War of the Worlds? Yep, and War of the Worlds. With the Wait, iPod? No, no, no. Is it War? No, I think it's just Signs. I think it may be three and four are the same movie in my brain. Okay. <laughs> Is this the one where Leslie Nielsen's the president and then... Yes. Okay. Yeah. But no iPod? No giant War of the Worlds iPod? No. Okay, that must be four. Yeah. One um, yeah, so like a lot of the jokes are bad and like... Wait. Are depressing, huh? Is this one with Charlie Sheen and he takes the yes. Viagra? Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of the jokes like obviously don't age well, and they are bummers through and through. However, ton of the jokes are super freaking funny, <laughs> like incredibly funny. Yeah. Like the lead, the sheriff whose hat keeps getting bigger is so freaking funny. <laughs> All of the stuff <laughs> with Regina Hall's character is <laughs> hilarious. Like Anna Ferris is so good, mm-hmm. like so funny. And I think just really made me depressed that like there aren't just like out and out comedies anymore in a real way. Like there's so much star oh, power Car. in this. What are we arguing for a return of this of this? Carly? I would be. I'm arguing for a return of silly, stupid comedies. Okay. I just want dumb, dumb, dumb comedies that are funny. Um, I'd like them to be less offensive than this, but I mm. would like them to be funny. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was really, really fun. It's so funny. I think we've talked about this before. Like the sensation of having seen these before you see the movies they're referencing is so weird. And like going back to it, like I still think some of it plays well as just like a scary movie. And that's probably because (laughs) they were scary at the time because I was like way too young to be watching it. Um, and then there's like the million jokes and references I didn't get at the time, yeah. which is like there's an entire eight mile sequence that I don't think I knew eight mile was a movie or at least didn't know that that's what it was referencing. Like, I don't know. It's so strange. Because he's like Rex is really good. He raps through the whole movie, right? Where he's always like, I'm a rapper. Yeah. OK, cool. He's hilarious in it. Yeah. He is very good. What's his um, name? In real life or in? In the, yeah, the actor's name. Simon Rex. Oh, we love Simon Rex. Yeah. Of Red Rocket fame. Uh-huh. <laughs> and scary That's about thing. that. Okay. Yeah. The Matrix. Uh-huh. Is in there, right? Or no? 
I don't think so. Okay, that might be the fourth one. Anyway, Carly, I'm so glad you've decided to rewatch all the scary movies and <laughs> epic movie and disaster yeah. movie. Yeah, that's okay. And superhero movie and so on. Mm-hmm. You know what sucks is that never like intersected with Avatar. I feel like like where's the Avatar? Oh, parody that would have been so fun. Oh my god! Did you see the shots of uh, Avatar two? Have we talked yes. about this? Okay, cool. extremely excited. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> well, no, it's just it's just funny because it's been you know eighteen years and like we've always known that it's going to be water Avatar, and then yeah. they come up with shots and it's Avatar people standing in water. It's like cool. Yes. <laughs> Will you go to the theaters to see Avatar 2? Oh my god, what a question. Will you? Um, You're breaking up, car, I can't. (laughs) Are you like daring me to go? I'm pleading. Okay, I'll make you a deal. If it's shorter than three hours, yes. If not, no. I think it might just make the cut. (laughs) We'll see. It'll re-release it with the extended cut. Yeah. More water. Do you think it will look good? Uh, I think so, yes. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Speaking of which, the French Dispatch. Thanks, Carr, for the transition there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, this might be my favorite Wes Anderson, I think. That's wild. I, I just loved every second of it, basically. Oh. Oh, my God. Is that is that Tilda Swinton as the lady giving me a... Yes. So good. So, so funny. freaking good, dude. Yeah. Every time I cut back to her, I was just laughing. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> she's incredible. Like, yeah. she's hilarious. <laughs> um, I think this format really benefits. I think Wes Anderson benefits from splitting his movie into four, mm. three or four short stories. Because he's not really about, uh, at least... Nowadays, I feel like he's not really about the long game. Like, I don't think it benefits him to have to fill an hour and 45 minutes. But uh, if he can just do like, this is a story of how a chef saved a boy. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this is fine. And it's got like a little Tintin cartoon shoved in there for some reason. The cartoon is really fun. It is. Every part of this is fun. (laughs) You got Liev on a weird talk show talking to the guy. Mm -hmm. And he can remember everything he's ever read or written. Because that's their weird framing device, but you don't. It doesn't matter because it's one part of one part of this movie. What's your favorite part of the movie? What's the best segment? Oh man, I think it might be the Timothee one. Yeah, I was invested. Oh, I love like I love the Francis McDermott character. You just get like this full portrait of this character in mm-hmm. about fifteen minutes, and I was just like, yeah, I liked them all. Yeah. I thought the painting stuff was really fun. And I like Adrian Brody, like losing his mind because he painted onto cement walls. (laughs) It's a fresco. And then he like looks at it real close. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's probably the best plot. Like, I think that's an interesting, fun, uh, inventive story. I think so, too. But I didn't feel like any of them were like the cold these aren't human beings, Wes Anderson. I felt like it was all, well, maybe the third one. I think the third one's the weakest. I think everybody kind of agrees that the third one's not the best one. The third one's the chef? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I like it. It's tough because I think sometimes like seeing it play out is in the 
best. Yeah. But I think the retelling of it is really, really good. Yes, I agree. The guy who is doing that whole, mm-hmm. the reporter is really yeah. good. And I like that, like, Bill Murray just kind of shows up once a segment and he's just, like, perfect and, like, supportive but distant editor guy and he just like solves their problems. expenses are too high yeah yep no crying and it's just oh this is perfect and it looks amazing yeah uh i I have no complaints i loved it i was like way into it oh soundtrack's good soundtrack's good i really really like the um Owen Wilson one, I think, is really good. Yeah, fun. the little tour of the town and all the cats. It's a nice the... way to start it, where it's like, there's really no emotional investment in it, which is fine. It's just <laughs> like, here's someone who's very eccentric, uh, just doing their thing Biking. for a few minutes. Yeah, Biking and talking. Cats on the roof. Cats on the roof. Yeah. And he falls in the thing, and it's like, huh. <laughs> I really liked... Uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I loved when there is a student riot via chess game Mm -hmm. and then that's all happening. But there's also this like conversation happening and the conversation is actually really touching and like just well, I thought well scripted and acted dialogue between these characters that you have to kind of get up to speed with very quickly. And you're like, oh, I understand these characters very, they haven't even said that much and I get it and this is touching and then, yeah, I just, uh, like, it's not, it is surface level. It is pastiche of, like, things that Wes mm-hmm. Anderson thinks happened or something. But it works in that way really well. Yeah. Uh, don't know. You really think it's better than Royal Tenenbaums, though? <sighs> um, Just because I've only seen it once, and I've seen Royal Tenenbaums, like, five times now. Yeah. I would rather rewatch this at this point. Mm. Um, I would put it right up there with it. Yeah. It it was exciting to me in a way that Wes Anderson movies haven't been since Royal Tenenbaums, I guess. Yeah, it's like a... It's way better than the other ones of his that I've seen, except for Royal Tenenbaums. And like, the... Is it Jeffrey Wright? Is that the name of the actor who... The reporter who tells the story? I have no idea. Uh, I forget. But, like, that part was the closest I got to, like, emotional resonance. Yeah. But it wasn't as close, or it wasn't close to the emotional resonance that I get from Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, but I think that movie's going for that, and I don't think this movie's going for that. I don't know. Like, because he is, there are emotional beats to every single one of them, except for the Owen Wilson one. But it's a... I think, I mean, it's a piece of reporting, you know, like it's not, yeah. it's not supposed to be visceral. It's like, uh, it's a piece in a magazine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's and an like that is very New York, New Yorker where like, maybe you'll feel something, but it's not going to be like, yeah, yeah, a novel or something. Um, but yeah, I was like, right afterwards, I was like, what'd you think, Krista? And we completely disagree where she liked, uh, Grand Budapest a lot more. And I thought this oh, was interesting. Yeah. I gotta give that one another go. I watched it like in college and I hated it. I was not a fan either. Uh, it was fine. Yeah. Voldemort was really good in it, but otherwise, I like What this about Sirsha? Well, she's in this one, of course, as well. That's true. She's fun in this. She is fun. She's in there. There was like someone in our seconds. theater when we saw it who went, That's Sirsha. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Who did that? <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, French Dispatch. Yeah, that's a goodie. What else you got going on, Kirk? Um, I watched uh, Drive My Car. Can which we even was talk re- about this? I'll talk about it in very vague terms. Okay. Um, I think this is aligning well with having vaguer, just read... Vaguer, vaguer, okay. vaguer. <laughs> with having just read um, that book about Murakami, where like, yeah. I feel like I've gone in different phases of, I'm sure anyone who reads Murakami goes, where like, you get so... This guy sucks. Yeah, like it's like the up and down. And it's yeah. just like, oh, is this guy just doing the same thing over and over again? And like, uh, he just has sort of his traps that he falls into. And now I feel like I've come to peace where like, I just love him. And like, I think it's great that he has a million books out and I can read him over the course of my lifetime. And like, he tells really, really interesting stories in a way that no one else does, at least that I'm aware of. And like, uh, I just think it's wonderful. And he's wonderful. Oh. And his stories are wonderful. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and there's a few moments in this movie that are so deeply Murakami that were so fun to see on screen. Just like it, it felt so, so, so nice. And it's so different from burning in so many ways and so similar. Like, thank God the thing that they both have in common is that they take their time, which is like, Mm. Maybe the most fundamental thing that you need to have in a Murakami adaptation, even though they're both about short stories, but they are like capturing the idea of like half of these books are just people like driving from place A to place B or cooking a meal or whatever, listening to jazz like they're both so patient and so immersive. And like, yeah, this movie's three hours long. I was (laughs) (laughs) I was completely in it the entire time. Like it was just like a world that I wanted to be in. Um, the whole time I was watching it and the characters were so interesting. Um, I think the maybe other big takeaway is I think this might be like number one best. I don't know if it's sound editing. Like, I don't know what the right category is, but like the best sound experience I've had in a movie in Mm. such a surprising way where like Again, so much of the car, or not the car, the movie takes place in a car. And, like, all of the subtle differences of, like, what sound is like when you're not in the car versus in the car. And when you're driving in a tunnel versus when you're driving not in a tunnel. And, like, Hmm. it's just all, it's so there and, like, creates such an atmosphere around the entire thing. Um, Yeah, and it looks great. The acting is really wonderful. The story is super, super interesting and, like... I'm sure I would love to read the short story, but pushes, I think, so much, I would imagine, beyond the bounds of the short story again, because it's three hours long. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like super, super cool that in the last, like, what, three, four years or something, we've gotten two stupendous Murakami adaptations by different directors and just like... They can speak to each other, but they're also super different. Like, I don't know. We're in a golden Murakami age. Are we just shoveling Norwegian wood out the door? Do we I don't not know. even acknowledge it? So one of the, uh, uh, an actress in this who plays a very, very good Murakami woman, <laughs> which is like such a, Man, a uh, type girl. of person, um, I think is the star or is at least in Norwegian wood. And I've never really wanted to watch Norwegian wood before. I don't love that book, but yeah. I think I might now just to like close out the Murakami loop. Why are the Murakamis that get adapted into movies based, they're all songs off of Rubber Soul. Why is this? I don't know. 
know. It's so weird. What's going on? I don't know. Why do you keep giving them all five stars? What's going on? I love them. Okay. I really liked Burning, but... Burning's so good. I mean, it's not the same director or anything, right? Yeah. This is a no, it's different. not. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be weird if it was, I guess. Yeah. One more thing on it. Um, there is so much about language in the movie. Mm. Um, like, there is so many characters speaking so many different languages. Oh, my God. And it's, like, part of the plot and also just, like, immersed in throughout the movie it's so cool i've never seen anything like it i thought it was so interesting and so dynamic yeah i don't know really 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 fun experience Hmm. Hmm. well in a year when it comes to video on demand i can't wait to watch yeah all that stuff is really irritating like i don't even there's no way this is eligible in any way for us to talk about because there's no way for me or michael to watch it it's not there's a chance. I mean, like the other trouble is like they don't put they don't often release when things are going to come out or like a, there's a good chance they don't release when things are going to come out. So like people are saying it might come out at the end of December, but like Lord That's knows. And maybe happen. that depends on how much it makes at the box office or X number of other variables. Like, but how, it, <laughs> how can you judge that when it's not playing anywhere? It's like, we opened it for theaters and we made $20. Yeah. I, I think it's a like a, the slow, I don't know. There's so much stuff going on this year. Like the slow release thing seems like it's like gaining momentum where like this was in New York. That's the like, Four weeks ago. I know, it's terrible. It's awful. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I think it's just happening more and more. Because, I don't know. I I would imagine it's because, like, studios are like, oh, we're only going to put this in so many. And if you make a certain amount of money, maybe we'll put it in more. Maybe not. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to show up at the Sprockets and be like, I watched a cam rip with French subtitles. And I think (laughs) I understood what was happening. (laughs) Some girl was coughing for the last 10 minutes, but otherwise I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. The there car. was, wait, can I tell one really funny story? <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, it, there's sort of like a sort of end to the movie and the screen goes dark and then like something else happens. This Love woman that. got up when the screen went dark. And it was and like, stupid. Like a, <laughs> the movie's she, she starts to put her winter coat on and like a second in the next part of the movie starts playing and she fully committed. She was like, no, actually I just want to put on my jacket right now. Spends like 10 seconds zipping it up and getting it all on. And then she just sits back down. It was very funny. Yeah. That's awesome. It was hilarious. I would have left. (laughs) I would have left and then peeked through the door. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I never want to be seen by anyone when I'm watching a movie, you know? Yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> Tara, are you excited for the next Murakami adaptation? Yeah. The Wind Up Bird Chronicle Part 1? Sure. They're splitting it into two movies? It's fine. Tom Holland is directing? No, <laughs> it's okay. Never mind. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever get like a really like Americanized version of it? Where it's like, we got Lionsgate to make the next... What Q84? So I think I was just thinking that is probably where I would draw the line. I don't think we need an American version of this text at all. I could probably write. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I watched Antlers. Yeah. What'd you think? It was fine. Yeah. Um, I also watched. 
Was well, it like any? Because I I feel like I've said to you, or I've heard at least that like it, it's just the most like oh prestige horror is a thing, and like here's another one sort of deal. Oh, we have some movies to talk about. I'm sorry. Why are we wasting time on antlers? Yes, it is though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the there's I really like the setup, mm. which is like uh, Oregon meth country, just like society falling apart behind the scenes, you know. But then also maybe there's a monster. Hmm. Some of that I was really into. Um, but then there's no movie. It turns out behind the scenes, and it's just <laughs> like <laughs> it's just people running from a monster at some point. But the uh, when you go at the end, let's say into the lair, there is some awesome visual stuff going Ooh, on. Ooh, okay. Real creepy. Interesting. Like, I haven't been scared by a movie in a while, but this movie got me kind of creeped out. Really? Yeah. What if but, I just fast forwarded to that part? Yeah, it's fine. It works as just like a like the last ten minutes. Ooh. The last five minutes, you'd be good. Interesting. I might have to do that. Because there's some nasty stuff going on but then they like uh, it doesn't end well so it's kind of like uh, oh (laughs) but like nice practical effects too okay cool i like that um wait really quick before i forget um i thought of you so i was just looking at twitter and someone like had started a thread of like what's the best scene of the year thing um and an enormous number of the replies were the chair throwing scene in malignant that's awesome yeah that's a great scene. I so like there were videos of it because I still haven't seen Malignant. It looks <gasps> really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Speaking of which, car. Yeah. Tick tick boom. Yeah. Okay. This is a musical. Mm-hmm. For musical people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but not musical people like you or I. No. I'm talking high school musical people. Not, not high people, school musical. Not, not fans of high school music. Well, maybe, but... Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> people who like drama in Musical theater. Yes. Yeah. Which is not me, it turns out. No. But I still had an okay time with this movie, even though it's directed by my arch nemesis and rival and enemy, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda. This is the first one of his that I've seen. It's his only one, I think. Well, I mean, like, I guess a Lin-Manuel Miranda production. Like, I haven't seen seen Hamilton. No. (laughs) I haven't seen Moana. I haven't seen In the Heights, et cetera, et cetera. You're a good dude. Yeah, I know. um, I mean, Andrew Garfield is... He's amazing. An amazing actor. Yeah. And uh, I don't know him from a lot of... I mean, I know who he is, obviously. Social Network. Obvi. Spider-Man. Obvi. But yeah, I think he just, this, uh, I mean, the role is his. I don't (laughs) don't know what to say. It's just like, it's, he is far and away better than everything else in this movie. Yes. He, like, it it is one of those, like, perfect pairing or matching of actor to role. Like, he's just the most tender, like, (laughs) little emotional boy, it feels like. And then, like, here you go. Here's the most emotional, tender role ever. And he just gets to, like, sing so much that, like, his face is going red and, like, cry a bunch. And it's like, yeah, this is exactly right. And, like, he's exactly the right person to do this. Um, But I don't like musicals. Um, Yeah, me either. And I don't think this is really that interesting of a story. Yeah. But, okay, 
So I was thinking about this. It would be so antithetical and like, I'm sure it's a bad idea on so many levels. Uh But it really feels like this could be just like a really interesting movie and not musical. <laughs> like, if it but was. He wrote musicals. I know, but if it, like, truly, if it was like a biopic about this era of his life. It is. I, it is, but you're. I don't like musicals. But then he breaks into song and we're all singing in the stunner. I don't get, I don't know. I don't. Like, there were so many moments that, like, were supposed to be emotional and are because of the like devastating subject matter and then it's like someone starts singing and it's like oh my god <laughs> I, I don't know it completely takes me out of it yeah I think that's just musicals though I mean that, that's true of any musical right but it's like okay the main example is like the friend character finding out that he's HIV positive which is devastating and then he just sings what is my life again and again and again it's just like yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. No, it feels like so cheap or something. And like, I don't know yeah. if I just don't. It's just the, that's the viewpoint, though. That's how they yeah. express themselves. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because he was uh, that character or that person, I guess, was. Uh, was planning to kind of be like. Uh, Jonathan Larson, Jonathan Larson. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah, he went and he sold his soul to the devil to be an ad man. The uh, apartment moving scene was probably the best, like, musical scene, I think. I like that a lot, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I think when that sequence where he's, uh, the one we were just talking about, kind of ends, and then it's just Andrew Garfield at that piano, I thought mm-hmm. that was fine. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, and the diner is, like, flashy and fun. Yeah. Um, oh, I did kind of like the, um, like, uh, bohemia one where it's mm-hmm. the party and they're all say- like that was just very sweet like it mm-hmm. made i feel like i understand their friend group and it's nice that like they're all together and everything yeah i just wish it just didn't seem like um uh any <laughs> i don't know how to put this eloquently i guess but like it's all other people's problems in this movie like, he's broke, but that's his fault. He's he's just dumb. But I think that's kind of, the, or like, the interesting perspective on it, where it's like, so I didn't know anything about him. Yeah, me either. Besides the fact that he died young, and, like, um, I knew that he died on the, what, eve of mm-hmm. uh, the premiere of Rent. So, yeah. like, I was surprised that, yeah, he wasn't, like, I would have assumed that he wrote about Rent from a place of, like, personal experience, but he was writing about Rent from the place of, like, seeing his friends go through um, all of this terrible, terrible stuff. And I think that's yeah. really interesting. Like, I like a, the yeah. message is write about what you know, and he's still not writing about, like, his exact experience, but he's writing about, like, all the people that he loves, which I think is yeah. cool. That's still, you know, like, it's valid. It's completely yeah. valid, but it's just, I don't think it makes for a very interesting story here because... um. It's like this arc we know because it's every movie like this, and the worst thing that happens is everyone liked his musical, but nobody bought it, so he wrote another one, and then yeah, that one was successful. Like it's like it just bugs me when these movies are about these people being poor, but they live in New York City, and they're like it doesn't seem to affect them in any way other than that they're kind of like. I'm so sad because isn't New York terrible, but I live here. And that's like <laughs> their character's defining trait is like, yeah. I don't know. 
You know? Mm. I, I thought it was a fine it, movie. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, like, when... Because sometimes I like musicals a little bit. Well, you like musicals, you just don't like musicals. I don't know what that means. There's a difference. <laughs> this is also a musical about musicals, and I feel yeah. like most musicals are about musicals, which is kind of weird to me. I think movie musicals are about musicals. I don't know if musicals are about musicals. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> tick, tick, boom is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I like this more than I expected, and I think I like it more the more separated I am from it. Because mm. I like... Obviously, the performance, and I think it's just it in this hellscape of three hour historical dramas about girl bosses <laughs> that don't make any sense to me. I'm glad that there's something with a little bit of verve and excitement to it where it's like, this isn't completely boring. It's satisfying a completely different need, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. That's also why I like the French Dispatch so much is it's like, this is fun and creative and, you know. I would argue French Dispatch is different, though, because there's such an established style. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Like Wes Anderson has made a bunch of movies and they're all relatively the same, even if some are better than others. It's true. But yeah. all I'm saying is I need that right now. So I'm glad. Yeah. It OK. Exists. Yeah. Um, to contrast, perhaps the power of the dog. Oh, yes. Which is a. Three-hour historical drama. Kinda. I historical drama anymore. feels like a strange billing. I can't do this anymore, Kai. I can't watch these super long movies about nothing that have wide landscape shots. That's the best, though. This Please is not about me. nothing. This is about a lot. It's really not. Yes, it totally is. It's about is. one thing. No, it's about several things. Yeah, but it's it's not good. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. It's a very good movie. I would argue with it's a really good movie from 1994. I don't know if it's really which good is movie. great. That's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what I want. Really good movie from 1994 is all I've ever wanted. I don't think that's true at all. I think if yes, we, it is. If we challenged that idea, I don't think that would hold up at all. I want to be in 1994 watching those movies more than I want to be in 2021 watching these. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't think this is uh, to my taste. Okay. No, I mean, like, okay. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the performances are fine, and I think it looks good, and it tells the story it's telling, but it's just like, really? <laughs> Who cares? I said I to myself. Okay, that's fine. I don't think I like this director very much, I guess. Is this the only Jane Campion? Uh, Angel at My Table was also her. Okay. Which was I haven't the, seen any of your others. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't care for that one much because it was a biopic, and I don't care for this one much because it's a sleepy uh, drama. Oh, drama. was that the biopic you watched revel- relatively mm-hmm. recently? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I just don't understand what gets uh critical buzz and what doesn't I, it just seems like this was made to get critical buzz and people are like like you don't even need to see the movie you're just like oh yeah with the shot with the slow like the the sun and the desert and it's like okay i don't know i feel like i can tell the difference between like something that's made with like love and intention and something that's just like but you can make something boring with love and intention 
Yeah, but I think that's different than saying like it's made for critical buzz. Like I think yeah. I would believe that House of Gucci was made for critical buzz, either by <laughs> Ridley Scott or all of the actors involved. Uh, sure, I'm not saying this was made because it would win an Oscar. I just think it. You don't even need to see it, and you can apply like that kind of yeah language. Yeah. It to is it. like it. it it's 100% predictable that critics' bodies love this movie. Yeah, because it's like a staid character drama about white people. So it's like, oh my god! Yeah. Slight representation? Uh, Thomas and Mackenzie's great in it. Okay. The gal who's like counting the points at the badminton game or whatever the hell are you talking about carly <laughs> like annoying she's like part of the help she's so she's like that where's my rabbit friend yeah 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 yeah. oh no that's my rabbit friend what have you done yeah <laughs> I, I don't know okay oh i oughta <laughs> <laughs> okay what have you been watching carly <laughs> That's about it, honestly. Okay. Um, let me just double check here. Rewatch Happiest Season. It was really nice. Yeah, what a I'm, strange thing to see pop up. I don't this know. Christmas movie from last year. Yeah, I was okay. looking for a Christmas movie. Oh yeah. Um, I think I knew last time. Like it, it, it obviously is very sad. It felt way more sad this time oh. like i feel like the first time you're like uh, you're feeling that but you're also like oh like uh, it's so fun to see k stoons like it, you're sort yeah. of riding all of that this yeah. time it was just like jesus christ this is terrible well i think that's what kind of turned me and michael off of it a bit yeah. it's just like hateful <laughs> it's just like depressing it's definitely depressing it is like a, a very sad movie for much of it um but i think in a I don't know I still like came out of it with like a feeling of love about it and like I still yeah. really really like the movie a lot it was also really really fun to see like I've just been thinking so much about Case 2 is Diana and like mm -hmm. it's so like a happy season you're watching Case 2 like you're very aware it's her the entire time and like she's playing a character but like you can see her through it so much yeah. versus it's so crazy to compare that to diana like or to spencer um where she like just actually transforms and i don't know she's such a cool actor um that's probably all i have to say about that <laughs> uh, i do i think the bar scene like the drag bar scene yeah. is really great yeah. it was so cozy again yeah. No, I don't yeah. hate that movie. That movie's yeah. fine. Yeah. I prefer my title for it, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Carly! Yeah. Have you seen John Wick? Mm-hmm. Okay, I watched that for the first time. It was all right. I knew this was going to be your take. Well, it's been so overhyped for the yeah. last 10 years, it's impossible to watch that movie now. And yeah. be like, dude, there's like seven bullets in his gun! Or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Maybe that was interesting at the time, but that's not something to hang a movie on, you know. I I think you do have to go into it with as little. Like this was just like a. I think it's Context fair to say it was 
revolutionary in the action genre. And like sure. so many of the action movies we see now are benefiting from this movie existing. And yeah. I really, really think that the world building that happens in this movie and especially in the sequels is like some of the cooler um, like lore creation or something out there. Yeah. Like it's very, very interesting and it's cool to see something like sort of operate in our world, but slightly different. Like Constantine. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about Constantine. <laughs> uh, There's a genre of movies that I feel like mostly you, you picked Constantine, right? Sure. I feel like the religious weird Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I love that crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, like, yeah, this, it's just, I think it's impossible to watch John Wick for the first time now and get anything out of it because it just seems like kind of, like, it's cool. Yeah. But it's not the movie that everyone was freaking out about when it came out, you know? Yeah. It's like a kind of cheesy, kind of poorly made, but... Like, not poorly made in that it's, like, it, it's just kind of, like, junky, like, action movie at a certain yeah. point. And it's well choreographed. And But, like, what's the plot? He wants to go kill a guy? Like, it's not, that's not that interesting. And But that's kind of great. Like, I kind of, <laughs> I don't mind not having some crazy backstory. You know what I, like, yeah. at a certain yeah. point, I do just want to watch, like, assassins fight each other. Yeah, but you could watch the Bourne movies. Yeah. Which have plots and characters and such. But this is so stylish. I don't think it is. I think that's the I think that's where I lost it. Uh it's stylish in the way that the action unfolds in the like four big action sequences. But otherwise it this is not a very good looking movie, I don't think. I okay. I because I feel like I disagree, but I don't know if I'm thinking of two. I think two, from what I understand, is a lot better looking than this. Yeah, that movie. might be. I, I It's hard for me to separate them from yeah. each other. Um, so at least one of them that I saw is really okay. good looking. No, we'll, we're going to watch the sequels and everything. But uh, I was just ready to be like blown away because finally I was going to sit down and watch John Wick. Yeah. And I feel like I could have like watched any generic movie on Netflix, like action movie from the last seven years, and it would have been... I don't think that's fair. So many action Red movies are dude? so... <laughs> okay. This is basically so many, Red Notice. I've heard so many um, Red Notice punchlines, and it's always funny. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever watch Red Notice? I'm yes. open to it. That'll be our Christmas movie this year. I had a really good idea for a Christmas movie. Ooh. Shoot. Darn, I should have written it down. Repulsion. <laughs> I don't um, know what that is. What's repulsion? That's another Polanski classic. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Nothing says Christmas like Roman Polanski. Yeah. Um, I got one more card. What's that? Pretend it's a city. Oh, the uh, Fran? Scorsese. Yeah. Fran Leibowitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, it's not for me, but all I really wanted to say was I could like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Martin Scorsese as a, as an artiste, as a creator, mm -hmm. but he seems like one of the best people. Yeah. He really seems lovely. I love him. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I could listen to him. <laughs> he just, he's always got a smile on his face and he just, yeah. he has a great laugh and he just seems like a very supportive, just like 
fun guy to be around. He, like, yeah, the his entire reputation is like shepherding filmmakers who like would find a difficult time, I guess, like getting their stuff done. Sure. That is so interesting. And I would love to like, I would love a book that's about like uh, all of the various careers and everything and how they interacted and what their like relationship was like and everything like that's just fascinating and it's cool yeah. and I'm glad he's there. And yeah, he seems awesome. Yeah. I mean, like this is the second Fran Leibowitz's project he's done. So it's like, <laughs> I like this lady and I'm just going to keep making movies about her. Right. Yeah. What a lovely thing. Yeah. And all yeah. the movies are her talking to me and me laughing. And just him laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, all right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't love Pretend It's a City, but I thought it was just a nice change of pace. Yeah. And um, the episodes are 30 minutes long, which is very That's nice. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and New York seems like a hellhole. New but York! <laughs> so much of my viewing has been like, man, New York's... It's terrible. I love living here. <laughs> yeah. We're better than you. Well, they could see Drive My Car on November 24th, 2021. <sighs> These coastal elites and their <laughs> commie yeah. screams. BS. Yeah. The subway, though, am I right? Murakami loves running through Central Park. <laughs> right. So it's something take, I learned in that book. <laughs> yeah. So does every movie in, set in New York? Yeah. There's got to be a one Harry Met Sally scene where he's like running through Central Yeah, Park. the one. Well, they're speed walking him and, the, oh, yeah. him and See, his friend. That counts. Yeah. That counts. Yep. John Wick, he's running through Central Park so he can flip someone over his shoulder and then shoot him in the head. Great. Sometimes. <laughs> then he steals a dog at the end or something. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The Ninth Gate probably involves him running through Central Park. Anyway, <gasps> Carly, what's going on next time? I forgot to mention something I really meant to mention earlier. Oh, my God. I know. Going back to Harry Potter. I feel like I... So there's been this observation that's been lingering in my mind for, like, 20 years or whatever. (laughs) And I only just, like, put words to it in my head thoughts. Open the door. (laughs) Um, Which is that... Like, Daniel Radcliffe has a very... He's just sort of like a jittery. Okay, he's sort of like a jittery person. Okay, like he like sort of moves his jaw a lot. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? And just like moves his face muscles a lot. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Basically, I I think that it's great because compared to like the book Harry Potter, the book Harry Potter is just like sort of a canvas for tragedy and friendship Um, i'm harry potter and like i feel like because daniel radcliffe just like has this specific way of like existing in the world he just feels like a true like person in a way that like i think a lot of other child actors would have just been like uh raised to inhabit nothing just stare blankly at the cgi dog harry i mean daniel yeah okay that's it Okay, Ron's role has really just to become to do a funny face when something happens, huh? Yeah, I kind of love it, though. He's the best. Like, I don't even remember him being in this movie, to be honest. He has the cast at the end. Yeah, at the end, they, like, put him in a hospital bed and he disappears. Well, this is the start of the Ron-Hermione friendship. Or, uh, 
uh, courtship. That's disgusting. They're like 12. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Okay. Slughorn. Okay. <laughs> Card. Yeah. What are we watching next time besides the best Harry Potter movie? God, what Woo! a fire. Um, Lady Macbeth. Lady Macbeth. Flo Pew. Flo Pew. What the hell are you talking about, Car? What is uh, this? Like one of the first movies that Florence Pugh was in. Oh, nice. I thought this would be the the new one. The Cohen. Uh, that's Macbeth, uh, right? Oh, no. Okay. So we're not watching the new one that everyone likes that just came out and is relevant. I don't think watch. it's actually out now, though, is it? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well. Okay, that sounds great, Car. <laughs> <laughs> Florence Pugh got a really good haircut. Have you seen it? Oh, no. I'll send you a... Okay, I'll make it the, the thing. <laughs> yeah, I do! Um... I don't have one ready car. Has it? Do you Jesus have a second Christ. one? Or is there something you've been meaning to see or something? I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, so I was looking at. Um, I got really excited about Titan again. I think I'm going to try and watch it again before yeah. Sprockies. Um, and then I was looking at the main guy whose okay. name I'm now forgetting. Um, and was thinking something in his filmography would be okay. fun. Okay. Okay. But they're all like French movies. I don't know. Sacre Blue. Bastards is a Claire Denis that he's in. We can't do that one, no. <laughs> I won't be able to talk about it. Um, have you seen the one where Tilda Swinton is like period piece uh, Orlando? Huh? Orlando starring... Tilda Swinton, it's available on Amazon Prime. Streaming, it's only 90 minutes long. Never and in my life have I. It looks really this. good. Oh, yes. I'm so down. Okay, let's do it. Perfect. Thank you, me. We oh, love and Billy Santa. Zane. Oh, my gosh. And Lothair yeah. Bluetow. And Heathcote Williams. Oh, my God. Jimmy Somerville's in this movie? Quentin Crisp. Wait, you're telling me Victor Stepanov is in this film? Dudley Sutton, Toby Stevens, Lane Bannon, Oleg Pogodin. You can't keep doing one more. Victor Stepanov, Quentin Crisp. I said that already. 